Good morning and welcome to Sacred Space. My name is Lorraine Buckley. This morning's programme is the second part of our two-part programme on the Cistercian Sisters of St Mary's Abbey in Glencairn. On our last programme, Sister Sarah Brannigan and Sister Michelle Slattery took us through the beginnings of the order, the Cistercian Charism, the life of the Cistercian Sisters and the stages of formation. And this programme is available on our blog at www.sacredspace102.blogspot.ie On this morning's programme, we hear from three sisters, Mother Mary Fahey, Sister Mairead McDonough and Sister Clothilde Anamitsu. Each interview gives us a different insight into the life and story of these grace-filled women. We begin our programme by speaking with Mother Mary Fahey. Good morning, Mother Mary. Good morning, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me here this morning. Not at all. It's a great privilege. Mother Mary, where are you from yourself? I'm from Woodford in County Galway. Oh, a Galway woman. Yes. What brought you to Glencairn? Well, I'm hoping it was the call, the call of the Lord. Maybe it was just an easy option. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> but um, I was actually in a missionary order. Okay. Uh, after leaving CERT, I entered uh, I entered a missionary order, the Encarnage Board Sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, I did nurses training in England. Then I did further studies in Texas, and then uh, worked for seven years in Guatemala. Wow! And through all of this, I I knew I had a vocation, mm-hmm. and I loved nursing and activities with people, and uh, but there was always something in me. I suppose a deeper, a call to more um, prayer, mm-hmm. quiet life, um, intimacy with God, mm-hmm. and to follow Christ in a, in a radical way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what brought me here. I eventually, after many years of putting it off, decided that I would at least consider it. Beautiful. That's and, wonderful. Yeah, so... So then, at the moment, you're the abbess of the community. This is your third term? My, my third term, yes. Uh, I was elected first in 2001. Great. And then re-elected in 2007, and just now re-elected. Uh, it's a privilege, mm-hmm. because I I suppose I relate to the sisters at a, at a deeper level, mm-hmm. and I know them very well. And uh, it's also a privilege, because it gives me an opportunity to in a sense, shape the environment and maintain values and uh, put my own little touch on things. Sure. And um, I'm very convinced of the whole uh, ethos of monastic life. Mm -hmm. Prayer, conversion, ongoing conversion, and creating a place of prayer creating an environment where people will grow. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, the big challenge is doing something about our buildings. Yes. So all of that I find uh, challenging and mm-hmm. fulfilling and energising, and um, I enjoy it, actually. And it's a real service to the community rather than this position of power. You know, some people might look from the outside and go, oh, the abbess has all the power, but no, it's a real service. It's a, it is a service mm-hmm. and I suppose you're kind of a, a, a sense of that you create unity I think. Mm-hmm. and somebody has to be there to draw, hear the voices and draw sure. out the suggestions and then 
hopefully come to some decisions. Mm-hmm. But um, and then you see that you have the care of the elderly and accompanying them. And through my through these years, as I was, uh, seventeen sisters have died. Oh my gosh! So I think that's the moment when I'm maybe I don't know if I'm at my at my best, but. Um, it's great, great privilege to accompany people to death. Mm-hmm. It's a strange thing to mm-hmm. say, but it, yeah, I really find it very moving. Mm-hmm. It, there's a closeness, that you all, a palpable closeness then, I think, between between heaven and earth, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and, there, and of course, there's a great loss when somebody dies, mm-hmm. you know, they're, mm-hmm. because they're, they're such gifted women, really. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always a void then for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then somebody else kind of steps in to take their place. Okay. And so it's wonderful too to have new vocations. Mm-hmm. So that's another privilege to kind of meet people, meet their families, hear to hear about, hear their story, um, uh, welcome them into the community, mm-hmm. help them to feel at home, support them. Isn't that gorgeous? Do a bit of teaching, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Fantastic. I asked Mother Mary whether monastic life is a witness of gospel values to a predominantly secular world. I think it is a good witness. Mm. Um, monastic life creates a kind of a monastic culture, which okay. in a sense might be a challenge to, to secular culture. Mm-hmm. And the culture in monastic life is centred around faith. Right. And, and God and God's presence and also values which promote the dignity I think of the human person mm-hmm. like uh, having a, a humanized uh, environment and um, also monastic life is about educating our desires mm-hmm. and um, putting order Mm-hmm. on our affections and desires mm-hmm. and enabling us to develop spiritually because mm-hmm. there is so much emphasis on on the body mm-hmm. and and on things mm-hmm. material things mm-hmm. materialism mm-hmm. and all of that that a monastic culture tries to create a different kind of an environment mm-hmm. where there is an emphasis on simplicity mm-hmm. simplicity of life um, stability, mm-hmm. persevering even through difficult times, uh, because we live in a very mobile culture. Sure, and people mm-hmm. might tend to pick up and go when there's conflicts. Exactly. So, a monastic life creates a, a stable, persevering atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a witness simply by going into the church there seven times a day mm-hmm. and being there. Mm-hmm. and doing it every day mm-hmm. and having that as a priority and um, I think also it witnesses through the the effort to convert mm-hmm. I, I'm a great believer in this um, challenge before you see where as human persons we're, we're noble creatures mm-hmm. made in God's image but also within us, we have this pull of sin. We do. So we have the pull of grace and the pull of sin. Mm-hmm. And the choices of every day, which really determine our long-term goals, mm-hmm. uh, the choice to move 
hopefully towards grace. The witness, I think, we, we really need to be credible today. Mm-hmm. That's one mm-hmm. of the challenges in the church, I think. Absolutely. To be credible. Mm-hmm. And to be authentic. To be authentic. Mm-hmm. And to to live from the heart what mm-hmm. we profess. Mm-hmm. And to live interiorly what we profess exteriorly. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea about putting it, putting order on something. It's not that the body is wrong or sex is wrong or money no. is wrong or any of these things, but it's giving them their correct order. That's right. Mm. And educating or forming our desires so mm. that actually we conform to the desires of Christ mm-hmm. and God, which mm. is beauty, always beautiful and good. Mm. Absolutely, because God created us. He wants the very best for us. Yeah. And I think that that sort of education is really necessary today. Yeah. And it involves an, a certain asceticism. Mm. Because we have to learn to deny ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's not a popular element in life today. But it's very necessary if we're to grow mm-hmm. as humans and uh, spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. How is that facilitated within a monastic community? I think it's facilitated through the observances. Okay. Uh, getting up vigils, mm-hmm. getting up early, a uh, vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. a certain structure in the day. You're limited, you know, in, mm-hmm. in and um, and so you're freed actually. You become mm-hmm. you become you get an inner freedom. Mm-hmm. And that and um, it's that inner freedom that enables us to to enjoy what's very simple. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, even the simplicity strikes me, even though I've only spent a morning here now at this stage. It's something that comes across very obvious, that it, it is a simple life, not necessarily an easy life, no, but a simple, simple life. It's a focused, mm-hmm. it's a very focused life. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Bernard, who, who really put the Cistercians on the map in the 12th century, um, his theory, and he has written many treatises, but it all comes back really to the one thing. He says that um, union with God and wholeness of the human person mm-hmm. comes about in three steps. Okay. Uh, first, self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, we are this noble creature, but mm-hmm. we also have the pull of sin. Mm-hmm. So to recognize, to come to know ourselves and our desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second step is a merciful relationship with our neighbour. Mm-hmm. Once we know our own weakness and fragility, we're much more compassionate and merciful towards the people around us. And then the third step is that would lead to a purity of heart that would enable us to recognise the touch of God. Isn't that gorgeous? So it, it's... Uh, it is a very focused life, mm-hmm. but a very fulfilling life because you're you're living at a deep level, mm-hmm. uh, deep in the sense of being in touch with yourself and your desires and your motivations and your fears and your all of that, and deep in the sense of being in God, mm-hmm. and so trying every day to listen for the voice of God and the voice of the Spirit and. If I didn't make good choices yesterday, I might make better ones today. Sure. And that's, I think that's why the, the monastery is called a school of love, because we're educated to transcend superficial mm-hmm. and, and try and live at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Because there is a tendency today to live at that superficial level, to not really engage with 
you know, the purpose of life or the big questions. Mm-hmm. And I think the danger is then you kind of go through your life going through the motions without actually reconnecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the idea of self-knowledge, even though that might not always be an easy thing to do, that's very important. Self-knowledge, yes mm-hmm. it is. It, it's, I think it's probably the first step, isn't it, towards mm-hmm. um, self-fulfillment and, and inner freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, if you're at ease with yourself, you're at ease with the people around you. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's important that when people come to monastic life that they have a certain level of emotional maturity mm. and have a, are kind of connected with themselves somewhat anyway. Because maybe one of the most difficult aspects of monastic life is, is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Facing yourself and knowing that you're not perfect. Yes. And that you have to change. And that change is difficult. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but, you know, grace is, mm. grace is at work. Exactly. And at the most deepest level, that yes. you are loved and created by God. Yes. And it's for that purpose that he wants to change certain yes. aspects of how you live. Yeah. And that's, I think it's part, part of the manual labor mm. is exactly this, of giving, you, giving us an opportunity to, um, to grow. Mm. Because we're stretched. Mm. And demands are made on us and um, certainly it's a formative part of the life, the menu would would work. The first piece of music this morning is taken from the sisters' album, Laudamus. The album is available to buy from their website, www.glencairnabbey.org, and would make a beautiful Christmas present. This track is the Magnificat and Antiphon from Vespers. So let's have a listen.
to Sacred Space. My name is Lorraine Buckley. The next sister we are going to meet is Sister Maraid McDonough. Sister Maraid shares with us a little of her own vocation story and speaks to us about one of the works of the monastery, the card printing department. Good morning, Sister Maraid. Good morning, Lorraine. Did you always want to be a sister? No, I, I didn't. I can't say I did, actually. I, I'm what you would consider, consider a late vocation. Right. I was in my 40s before I felt any calling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I grew up in a happy, let's say, Catholic uh, rural environment. Uh, we had the family rosary at night time, mm-hmm. and Sunday was always a very special day. I remember polishing our shoes and uh, getting our best clothes ready on Saturday night for Sunday mass and mm-hmm. all of that. So I suppose I grew up with that, and we also, had, there was a lovely tradition in the Kunamara where um, God's blessing was invoked by ourselves and for others for every for uh, last vocations or whatever you were doing mm-hmm. any event, and uh, so you all, we always felt God's presence in our lives. I think I could have grown up, you know, and um, we lived there beside the sea, and it was it was you know the the whole nature of God's creation was beautiful. It sounds lovely. Yeah, it was. It and uh, I suppose in that respect we were. Um, Rooted in that, um, mm-hmm. you know, in in God's loving presence around us. Uh, then I, I was also educated by the Sisters of Mercy in Spiddle, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, um, they contributed, as well, I suppose, to <laughs> to uh, nurture my faith. And mm-hmm. uh, then I went to work on the Central Bank in Dublin. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, when I was about seventeen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I um, I loved city life as well, you know, mm-hmm. and I took to it like a fish out of water. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I loved my life in Dublin too. So mm-hmm. I, if God was calling me that time, I wasn't actually you I was too preoccupied to, to, to listen to what he was, you know. Because I suppose vocation is a strange thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, um, they call it a journey into the unknown, but I didn't think I had a vocation. I, I was enjoying life too much, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. But still, there was something there always at the back. You know, there was that restlessness there. Mm-hmm. And in the um, 1980s, I went to, I got a, took a career break from the bank. And uh, I spent two and a half years in South Africa. Oh, wow. Um, what were you doing uh, there? Uh, I was um, a member of the Lay Association, um, Vietoris Christi. Fantastic organisation. Yes, really yes, good. it is indeed. Mm-hmm. And I was working in a children's home in Durban in South Africa. Fantastic. And oh, that was a great experience. Mm-hmm. But it was a very turbulent time there. Um, you know, there was a culture of you know, segregation and fear mm-hmm. and violence and you know, during that time in mm-hmm. the 80s. So, but I really admired the people that I worked with there, the, um, the Africans... Uh, they, they worked, of course they were segregated, they were dead in townships and mm-hmm. they had to travel many hours to get to the home. They mm-hmm. worked in the laundry and the kitchen and that type of thing. But they were all so happy and they used to sing, sing. Mm-hmm. And I was what have they got to sing about? Because yeah. they had to go home to their townships mm-hmm. and they didn't know if the place was burned because there was a lot of division there between uh, supporters of the ANC we'll say, and mm-hmm. supporters of uh, the Sulu. Butelesi was the tribal leader there. So, I mean, they were fighting and killing one another as well, mm-hmm. you know, so it was mm-hmm. a very turbulent time. But at the same time, when I returned home, I realised that, 
you know, we have different values here and, you know, I just, just so secular, and, you know, and we would always, you know, pursuing power mm-hmm. and pursuing happiness through power and, exactly. you know, prestige mm-hmm. and entertainment and all that type mm-hmm. of thing. And for me, even though I had, uh, I loved socializing myself, but it didn't mean anything anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I became restless, I suppose. It's like uh, what St. Augustine said, my restless heart can find no rest until they rest in you. And that's why I felt I needed to, to a more living relationship with God. But mm-hmm. still I wasn't thinking of a vocation okay. in, in that respect. But um, So how did you respond then to this kind of restlessness within you? Uh, I've just, I've just, I used to uh, go to places of retreat, places mm-hmm. like this, Glencairn, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't, I didn't know this place existed, mm-hmm. but I went to other retreat places. Mm-hmm. I, used, I used to go to Ross Cray, the, the, oh, uh, the uh, monks, the, mm-hmm. the Cistercian monks, and uh, that's this actually where I saw um, a poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a monastic ex- experience weekend, I think, coming up here or something. And uh, then I looked it up on the website mm-hmm. and I got interested. But at the same time, I was a bit, I thought I was too old because it was in my 40s at this stage, you see. Yeah. So I thought, sure, this is no change. You know, this is a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find my thinking about vocation. Mm-hmm. This, my, my long-term plans was to take early retirement and travel, love to travel, mm-hmm. to travel the world and then eventually to, and to sell my house and everything and then to settle down in Connemara, you know, my, my, uh, um, that was my long-term plans, but I presume God had another plan for me. Anyhow, here I am. So, did uh, you did you go to the monastic weekend that you saw? I I didn't at, at that time, mm-hmm. but um, I remember. I suppose that was early on. Uh, I remember reading. I suppose that had me the story of the soul. You know, oh, in Teresa Biography. Yeah, and that sowed the seeds as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was a few things. You know that that happened. So eventually, uh, I got the. I had, after looking at the website, I contacted mm-hmm. them here and I spent some time in the uh, guest house. And you know, it. I just. I liked what I saw. You know, mm-hmm. when I came and I, I pursued it after that. Then and um, I came as a live-in and there was a postulant in the office. Right. And here I am. <laughs> I, I made my son profession two thousand and ten. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you find it hard to talk about it with your family and friends? Well, I did, actually. And I didn't tell anybody, not even my, you know, my closest family members, because they couldn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. if they had to hide everything, and this was, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. This, uh, even though, I mean, uh, our family would be very supportive, uh, and they still are very supportive, mm-hmm. but I, they, they, you know, they were, I suppose, sorry, they thought I was cutting myself away from everybody. Mm-hmm. But that is not the way it is. No. <laughs> Um, eventually they got around I, di- I didn't tell my friends in the bank what I did was actually I wasn't 100% sure myself mm-hmm. so I went to I have a cousin who's out in the Philippines mm-hmm. she's a sacred heart sister out there Sister Geraldine Van and uh, I went out there I, I took two trips out to the Philippines just to see maybe I was more because I loved the, the mission work mm-hmm. in South Africa and uh, uh, I said, maybe this type of work would be more suitable. And uh, I went out, to, she's out in Manila. 
and all the heat and the pollution and everything. They have a very hard life there, and I just, I just yearned for the quietness and the solitude and the peacefulness of of Glencairn, mm-hmm. really, you know. And uh, they have a very tough life. They try to balance their prayer life with the, with the very hard work that mm-hmm. they do, you know. So. Uh, I felt it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I love South Africa, but mm-hmm. I felt I was more drawn to the contemplative mm-hmm. um, way of life. Yeah, the rhythm of life here is just beautiful. I mean, it, it, it yes. is, it's balanced, and there is yes. a structure to it, but it's not too rigid. Too rigid. That's, yeah. that's right, that's mm-hmm. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the, yeah. We have the prayer life, and we have the work, you know, and we have the balance, all right? Mm-hmm. We try to balance it, you know, not to... I have to put too much emphasis on activism. <laughs> Sometimes it's not so easy, you know. Yeah. Did you find community life difficult when you came in first? Uh, well, yes, because I lived on my own, even mm-hmm. though I, my sister lived down the road from me. Um, but, you know, I, still, it's, it, it, see, we have very diverse community um, members here. We have different cultures and say, different temperaments, different personalities, which is good, mm-hmm. thank God for it, you know, mm-hmm. because um, I think we learn to accept one another and, uh, you know, we, we create this mutual respect for one another and uh, we accept, we, we learn to accept ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, by mm-hmm. accepting one another, we accept our gifts and our limitations and, our <laughs> <laughs> and it's difficult, but I think it's, it's the only way to conversion, mm-hmm. I think, you know, mm-hmm. and even though there are times, and I'm at the beginning, to be a rabbit. Oh, I'd love to be with <laughs> you know, just myself and God, you know. Yeah. But I think that's kind of a cop out in a way. I know. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we love that, but mm-hmm. we have a lovely community here mm-hmm. and we, we have different age groups and, like I said, different um, culture from different cultures, you know, and we have Indians and Africans and Japanese and Americans, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, which is great. It is. It's fantastic. It's yeah. it's a real kind of sign of the spirit as well. It, that, it, that it is. So it many is. people are drawn here. Yeah, and everybody has so much different things to offer. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know, community we have our ups and downs, like every like every any parents, family, you know? like any family. Yes. But there is a great support and encouragement there as well. Mm-hmm. We help to we help one another. That is fantastic. So, yeah. It really is lovely. What's your favorite part of the day? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I, I love. Um, I, my, I love. I, I love all the, the idea to be called to prayer seven times a day. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I hear the bell, you know, because sometimes you know it just brings you, try, gets you focused on God again. Exactly. I especially love Compline mm-hmm. night time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because I know I'm going to. <laughs> Charging. I'm not sure it's just that. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm joking, but uh, I, I do love the, yeah. the compl- you know, and uh, I, I love pigeons as well. If mm-hmm. I'm not too tired, you know, mm-hmm. because when I came first, I used to, uh, oh, because here we, the church is facing east, mm-hmm. and at this time you can see the, the, the sun rising. The sun rising, wow. And uh, it's, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I cycle out to the front gate up the avenue to open the gates in the morning, you know, and like, this morning there was a red, red, red sun. Oh, there was. Did you see that? Was indeed, I did. It was beautiful. <laughs> I don't know about that sign up. <laughs> it's a big red ball, you know. So what time do you open the gates? 
uh, well, we have the vigils, as you know, at mm-hmm. ten past four, and then quiet prayer, and then I go up there, you know, about is it about half five. About so five. people can join you for morning prayer then, if they if they were around. Oh, oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, they can jo- join us any time. We have the guest house there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a small guest house, and people come for a quiet time, and they're welcome to join us in prayer. Lovely. Yes. It is. It's we wonderful just to sit there and kind of be drawn into the liturgy like that. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something about and the chanting is, you know, oh, just, yes. it's just uh, it's, it's it's beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you're involved in um, some work in the monastery as well. Do you have a particular that's, role? That's right. Yeah. I I work in the um, in the card room department. We have um, we produce cards. We produce all types of cards there. A variety of greeting cards, mm-hmm. both Irish and in English. Great cards for all occasions, Christmas, Easter, Patrick's Day cards, um, and they're all designed and printed in our own, in our own print works mm-hmm. there. And uh, we also they include a range of um, individually crafted pressed flower cards. Oh, we, beautiful! We grow them in the monastery and we press them, oh. and they're made to order. And we also do a personalised cards for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. But I suppose the, the, um, most of our business is, is memorial and acknowledgement cards, which are suitable for commemorating uh, the deceased. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're available in all range and sizes, and they're individually, again, designed to mm-hmm. meet the customer's needs and specifications. Isn't that fantastic? And, yes, and uh, an important role of our... Uh, the card repair is ministering really to those who have been bereaved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come when they come from artistry cards. So uh, it's it's nice. So it's, it's a nice outreach for yourselves as well. You know, connecting back with the community at a time. That, that's true. That's true. You know. So you know, and also you hear all the you know the sad stories as well. You know, mm-hmm. and you hope that you'll be of some hope or some to people who are bereaved, you know, because it's a very tough time for them to, you know, but it helps them mm-hmm. to talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, a, I mean, it's part of your charism anyway, to bring everybody to God through that's, prayer. That's right, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, hospitality is part of our, very much part of our charism as well, you know. Yeah. But, um, so if yes. somebody wanted to order some cards, how would they go about it? Well, um, normally they ring up and make an appointment, okay. and we they come and they see the range of our cards, and mm-hmm. we, you know, if they have a specific uh, uh, picture or verse or scene that they like to put on a card, you know, and and then we we have a mass here for the faithful departed um, once a month. Oh, uh, for all our friends and benefactors and uh, families, and we also include uh, those that. Have died that they have got marjorie cards from us. We include them in our prayers as well in the mass. Right. Yeah. Do you ever get bored with the life? No, I can't say I do. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Because even though they say doing the same thing day in day out, mm-hmm. but it's not. I, I don't think so. There's always something different. Um, no, I, I don't. I mean, I love the simple life, mm-hmm. and that's what drew me drew me here in the first place. You know, uh, uncomplicated. I say, <laughs> but sometimes it's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the, the simple lifestyle and the silent and, uh, uh, and the peaceful environment, you know. Mm-hmm. And I imagine letting go of habits and ways of, of living are the harder ones to... That, that is very true, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it is, you know, it is, it's, it's the purification that goes on <laughs> in us every day, isn't it? <laughs> but yet it's a joyful purification. You know, you're oh, doing it for a higher purpose. Oh, yes, sure, it's just exactly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Some of the other sisters spoke about a, an inner freedom 
yeah. kind of receiving that. How would you describe that for somebody who, you know, who hasn't experienced it? Yes, you see, it's, it's, it's very different to the to freedom, as we as we call it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this interiority that um, nothing matters really, but you and God. You know, mm-hmm. you. Um, how would you say it? It's, it's it's the whole area of contemplation where you. It's like being somebody giving you a hug, we'll say, mm-hmm. and they're not saying anything. But uh, at the same time, you're communicating with mm-hmm. that person. And that's the, your whole relationship with God. You're just so free of everything. It's, it's very, I find it difficult to, to, to reach over towards <laughs> it, you know. You but, did very well. But, <laughs> but, it is, it is. but it is there. That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to do, you know, mm-hmm. and just to be free of all you know, the chaos and confusion that's out there in mm-hmm. life. And I, I do feel sorry for people on, on the outside. I think they have a much tougher life than we have here, you know. But um, it just reminds me again of the definition of charity, yeah. to love God above all else and that's to love true. our neighbours for yeah. God's sake. Exactly. And like when you strip it really down to that, no matter what walk of life you're in, it is a simple, not an easy, but a simple yeah. life. Yeah, exactly, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And they said, by loving your neighbour, you're loving God. You exactly. Know? And that's what we all do. We, we, we're uh, conformed to Christ. We tr- see Christ, try to see Christ in everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the way God created us. And I think he created us for, we all have, I think we all have a specific plan and mm-hmm. mission to do. We don't know what it is. It could be visible, it could be invisible. But I think we all have, God has a special plan for us. And that's all I want to do, to, do, to be the person that God wants me to be, you know. And... Um, you know that hope, hoping that he delights in me that I don't you know that don't offend him and sure. you know just live each day in, in his presence. It's a beautiful thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sister Maureen, for giving up your time and for coming oh, on the program right. to talk to us. You've been fantastic. Thank you. Ryan. Our next piece of music, taken again from the sisters' album Laudamus, is a sung version of the Our Father. So let's have a listen. sister we are going to meet is Sister Clothilde Anamitsu. Sister Clothilde is from Japan and speaks to us first about how she came to be a Catholic. Thank you so much for coming on the program. I really appreciate it. You're the bursar here. Oh yes. Yes. Yes, an unworthy person. Oh, not at all. What does a bursar do? Counting money. Counting money. But keeping every every, uh, financial aspect of the monastery. Fantastic. And, uh, well, 
main things, and also I have a, a secretarial work to correspond. To oh, good. Great. So, Clotilde, it, you're not Irish. No. No, you're from Japan? From Japan, yeah. Wow. Can you tell me a little bit about your family background? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, family? Yeah, I'm the baby of three girls. Oh. Only that. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. And my, my mother is still alive. I'm getting it 95 in August. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, she is in that. Special, you know, care mm-hmm. for nursing home. Okay. My father died very young, so and uh, two older sisters uh, arrived at their families and uh, nieces, niece, one niece and four, uh, three nephews. Lovely. That is yeah. Did you always want to be a nun? Yeah. As you know, Japan is the not Christian mm-hmm, Christian mm-hmm. country. It's very pagan. Okay. Three out of thousand people, three or four out of thousand are Christian in okay. all denominations. Wow. As you know, very very very, very small. Christian. Yeah, Christianity mm-hmm. is very unknown. <clears throat> but uh, my parents put three girls to the. Missionary school run by Catholic sisters. Lovely. So from kindergarten, I, mm-hmm. I was brought in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, and my best friend in my class was from a Catholic family. Okay. So I wanted to be like her, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because the uh, Catholic family, uh, Catholic school, the baptized Christians are a bit privileged. Okay, right. You know, for instance, yeah. the, when we have a procession, they are the first one to <laughs> in the line and throw the flowers. <laughs> and so I really envious, and then yeah. I wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's maybe that's the way. No, it started like this. They are they were receiving the catechism after ordinary school day. Okay. That, <clears throat> but before that, uh, maybe the sister, sisters need to have some reunion or something like that. So school finishes, and then there are one hour, one hour, one hour break. Break, sure. And ordinary student has to pupil has to go back home. Okay. But those who are attending catechism can stay. They can stay. Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to play with my friend. Okay. Friend has to attend to this class. Right. So I, maybe I don't remember, but I said to my class teacher, I'd like to have the catechism lessons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beginning. And then uh, when the one-year course finishes, and the, of course the, uh, she asked me, I have no recollection, asked me, do you want to be baptized? That mm-hmm. is 12 years, only 10, 11 or 12 Okay. I'm late maturing girl, so <laughs> no, not much about <laughs> life. And, and then maybe I said yes, so she contacted my mother. Okay. And your daughter is mm-hmm. like to be baptized and something like that. And my mom, if not against Christian Catholicism, you know, Christianity. And she thought maybe she's a girl and when grow up and in the life might be some difficulties, you know? Oh, of course. In that mm-hmm. case, mm-hmm. good to have some, mm-hmm. some something to hold on. 
Definitely. So, next thing I remember is I was dressing white with veil and long veils. You know, I was baptized. <laughs> that that was the. Uh, Wonderful. That was the beginning of everything. The beginning of the grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And then God led you on. Yeah, and therefore um, sisters were very much worried about me only Catholic in non-Christian family. Sure. So every week on Monday, did you go to Mass? <laughs> <laughs> they were taking very good care of you. <laughs> was not strong lobbyist and uh, I was rather delegate, you know, we we child. Sure. So Sunday came and then uh, it's when it's raining or windy or cold, winter day, my mom says, you don't need to go to mass, mm-hmm. stay in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a conflict between school teacher and my mom. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> then uh, maybe high school age, thinking about yeah, people think why we live you know mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. teenage exactly yeah. you start looking yeah. at the meaning of life the meaning of life mm-hmm. why I'm here why mm-hmm. I'm living what I'm doing in the future what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and all that question came at that time I know already there is God you know mm-hmm. so that that is the relationship so it just started started wow and uh but I would like to escape from him. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like him, you know. <laughs> well, especially I think during your teenage years and early kind of twenties, you do have that little struggle going on yeah. inside you. So, because uh, God seems to be restricting our life, you know, the normal freedom and that kind of thing. So I changed my school mm-hmm. from the Catholic religious school to a private scene but the very modern <laughs> school. Sure. And then, did you go on to college afterwards? Yeah. Lovely. What did you study? I, I studied English at a college. And that, that is another point. When I changed high school, that is the uh, second year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I went to the ordinary school. And when I... That school has a very famous uh, university connected. Okay. So I was granted to go into the university for, uh, what did I major here? Science, math and all that area. Mm -hmm. I was already granted that permission. But something deep in myself, if I go to this particular university, what happens to my inner Mm-hmm. you know, faith, mm-hmm. like religious life, spiritual life. Sure. And there is a <coughs> Catholic university. Uh, here, they have the, the sisters of religious of the Sacred Heart, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, they are they were, they are running the four years ordinary university. And, uh, but this school can allow me, allow me to get the only scholarship examination mm-hmm. because I already You already got it yeah, for, for yeah. the science degree. Yes, actually. Sure. If you are going to going to attend the entrance exam of this university, uh, the Sacred Heart, you have to cancel. Oh, 
but you can you can take the scholarship exam of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very very open there. Wasn't that great though? Yeah. So I only I have four weeks, and exam is five subjects. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> you have four weeks to study for a five, five subject, subject exam. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. I study English every day, mm-hmm. and other four subjects each. I allocated each one week. Lovely. And I attended uh, the exam, and I was sure that I could pass, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just relaxed and around people. Actually, I was the last one to arrive that day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I opened the door, <laughs> the senior... Sister, a senior a student came. You are an son. Why? Why do you know me? Mm-hmm. You are the last. Come, come, come. <laughs> Stand now. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and uh, when the announcement they came, and my mom said, "Why don't you go and see what you pass, what you pass or not?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Mom, something that I'm not pass. I will. I failed. You know. Mm-hmm. There's no need to go." Mm-hmm. And my mom said. No, I want go and see. Well, and reluctantly I went, and I opened the door. There is a board and all numbers, you know? Right. Right there. <laughs> At that time, I, I bet with God, you know, I fight with God. Sure. If you really want me to enter this Catholic university, you must let me pass. He has to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So I said, I you <laughs> yeah, you lost that bet. <laughs> Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Welcome back to Sacred Space. My name is Lorraine Buckley. Sister Clothilde entered the Cistercians in Japan and came to Glencairn in 2000. I asked her if she noticed any differences in the structure of the day between Ireland and Japan. No, no, the life is more or less the same, you know, life rhythm, life mm-hmm. structure. Mm-hmm. Seven times go to, pray, uh, go to church and pray and all that. Uh, yes, uh, structure more or less, because the situations are all same all over the world. Okay. Yeah. But they are different because uh, our monastery, each monastery is independent. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of difference. Okay. Free area is wider here. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a beautiful setting here, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous. And I love that about the place that you can go out and go for a walk in creation if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. What's your favorite part of the Cistercian life? Particular this one, okay. just I say ordinary rhythm of the right day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just I think the balance of the day. Mm-hmm. A whole day is balanced: prayer and work and eating. Have <laughs> 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 rest, rest you sure. know, rest. Mm-hmm. All those are so quietly, peacefully arranged. Mm-hmm. The whole day, the rhythm of the day, I mm-hmm. think. And this, the solitude and the peace. Mm-hmm. Do you have time for recreation together? No, we don't have the general recreation. Okay. That is the one of the Cistercian characteristics. Right, you don't have general recreation. No, that you is written in the uh, Constitution, I think. I was in the uh, general chapter as an interpreter to revise the Constitution, mm-hmm. you know. 
so I started with oh many discussion was there, so I remember. So Sister Shun carries one of the characters. <laughs> we don't have recreation. Okay. Like uh, other sisters, you know, contemporary mm-hmm. sisters have the seven o'clock classic. We get together. No, we don't. But <clears throat> here is not. But in Japan, uh, for the four sisters in formation, mm-hmm. postulants and novices and all those, they have recreation once a week. Okay. And it's good at that time oh, of their yeah. life, isn't it? Just yeah. when, when you're getting used to monastic yes. life. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'd like to introduce that one to here also. I think they have some gathering, you know, not regularly right. once a week. Yeah. It must become like a real family when you when you're here for a lot of time. Oh yes. Yeah, it's like real sisters. Yes. Isn't that great? Yeah, that is really. That is grace, I think. Mm-hmm. It is grace, mm-hmm. absolutely. It is. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to see God's grace working yeah. in the community like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you involved um, <clears throat> in any hobbies? Do you, do you paint or anything like that? Before Bursa, I was. I came in 2002, as I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was allocated to the car department. Oh, fantastic. So we started with Sister Lily about mortuary card and all those designs. Oh. The cards over there, you know, mostly I made it, designed it. That is lovely. And it's, it's another witness, isn't it, about how the contemplative life supports yeah. the world. Yes, and then we make, make cards as well as we are praying for them. Lovely. So that is when I was uh, full time in the car department and make a mortuary card. So I have so many acquaintances in heaven now. <laughs> so when I die, I I don't I won't lose my way. Yeah. They all there, there will be. be <laughs> <laughs> we should all be so lucky. <laughs> so many. That is a how lovely many, way to look at it. How many? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, doesn't it um, highlight the connection, though, that we all have as as members of Christ's family? You know that when we die, it's not the end. No, no. that we do have connections with people who've passed on before us. Yes, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. So, the life, uh, the world in heaven and here, is there's not much. No, 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 no difference. <laughs> you just pass peacefully from one to the next. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, even when we pray during the mass, we pray you know as part of the communion of saints, and I think we don't reflect on it as much. You know, yeah. we we don't like to think of death, but really, we are truly connected. It's it's incredible when you think about it. <laughs> So I want to thank you so much for your time here this morning. I really thank you for sharing some of your story. Well, write the book yet. (laughs) So thank you for listening. You are more than welcome. Thank you. I would like to thank the sisters once again for extending their hospitality to me and allowing me to interview them. The sisters have a monastic experience weekend coming up next weekend. That's October 25th to the 27th. If you are a young woman between the ages of 20 and 40 and would like to find out more about the Cistercian way of life, please do consider attending this weekend 
where you will have the opportunity to meet the sisters and to speak with them about different aspects of their life. To book your place on the weekend or to find out more about the Cistercians, please contact Sister Sarah at 87 1909 That's 087-1909-830 or email Our final piece of music is again taken from the sisters' album Laudamus and is the Salve Regina. So until next week, God bless. Bye-bye. Sacred Space.